away from where you need to focus. Free your energy from Sylvester McNitt the third. Hi, Hi guys. Welcome, Welcome to, to Girls Like Us. Us. This is Charlotte. And this is Venus. You caught me off guard, okay? I was trying to focus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, I don't want to say how are you because you said I sound like a therapist. So. You did it already. You did it already. Today, so it's okay. <laughs> no, I didn't ask you how you were. I said what's been up. So what's been up? <laughs> oh my gosh. So as I think, nothing. <laughs> um actually no, nothing. I um what did I do since last week? I um worked. Oh actually me and my best friend had got together and went out to dinner. So that was pretty cool. That's always fun. I love yeah. dinners. Yes, because I like to eat. <laughs> yeah, it was good because um he doesn't stay in the, well, I'm not in the city, but he doesn't stay my way. He stays further north, so he doesn't come out that way often. Mm. So he actually came after me complaining. So that was good. That was good. That's nice. Yes. Uh, my best friend and I live like a block away. So lucky. I don't know if I were to move away or if she were to move away. I think I'd cry. Like if she moved <laughs> to a whole other state, I really think I would. I'd be like, sometimes like she'll go over to her family's house, mm -hmm. and I'd be like, where are you? And she'd be like, I'm all the way on the north side, and I'm like, I miss you. Like, just the knowledge that you're here, we're right. <laughs> a block away, <laughs> <laughs> and you're not now. So, I don't know what I would do with you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he's been gone for quite some time now, so I guess I'm pretty used to it. Yeah, now, so. you're probably used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I probably cry every day because so <laughs> it's just that comfort you know or like sometimes if I really need something mm -hmm. she'll be like oh I'll go get it because I'm already out right or like little stuff like that that like you know it's just the comfort of like our relationship or mm -hmm. friendship and then just the, oh can do you mind if you're out can you get me this real quick like yes and it's not like I have to drive out the way which I would anyway mm -hmm. but because of how we are like she's not gonna ask me because she's like now you have to drive out your way right. even sometimes she won't ask me and I'm like you live a block away like oh, yeah. it's not really out my way <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely be helpful though I mean but I guess that's all this time we used <laughs> yes mm -hmm. what you been doing nothing working um trying to get my life together I'm trying to Story focus, yes. exactly. That's what I'm trying to focus. Trying to enjoy life, yeah. To figure out how to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. That's all I've that been is. doing, pretty much. I mean, all I do is work, and I'm really trying to like set a plan on what I want to do, priorities. Like, what do I want to do first? What do I want to do second? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to fix my house. So that's just pretty much what I've been doing. Like, I'm trying to adult. Like a really adult, adult thing is <laughs> like really adult. It definitely sucks. Like so, yeah, I've been on that adulting thing. It's no fun. <laughs> Take me back, man. I want a refund. 
Exactly. Can we both get a refund? Yeah. I, I don't like it here. I hate it here. Do not recommend zero stars. <laughs> get toe. Exactly. Take me away. Beat me up, Scotty. <laughs> so that is what we've been up to. You know, there's nothing really much you could do anyway with COVID. <gasps> you know what? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did want to say this um, regarding our last episode, you know, how we were speaking about the suicide rates and then like rape um, right now during the pandemic. I wanted to say two things that I read afterwards, but mm -hmm. I just wanted to share with the listeners. So I was reading this article from this president of Mexico and I was telling my best friend how the president of Mexico reminds me of President Trump. First of all, Mexico is really corrupt as it is, mm -hmm. but... Usually, the precedents that we had have a way with words where they just tell you that, like, we're poor, but they make it sound pretty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this president doesn't make sense. So, he gave an interview saying that the rise of domestic violence during COVID is not a thing. It's not real. That those numbers are not real. That oh. it's a lie. Oh. And I wanted to bring this up because, you know, we talk about here, but I also wanted to see, like, there's other countries out there that are doing even the same or worse thing. Like, he literally got up and said, that's a lie. That doesn't exist. Like, the numbers have not risen. What are, like, what are you talking about? Oh, wow. And I mean, think about that episode because, you know, we concentrate in the U.S. and, like, where we're from. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to shed a little light on another country that, like, I came across the article and I was just like, are you serious? Why? Because they gave him the numbers and he was like, nope. And it kind of reminded me of when Trump was like, the, like, the no, the cases of COVID, like, are now, like, that's what it reminded me Right. He was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's nothing, yes. nothing to worry about. And now here we are today. Yes. And then another article that I came across afterwards, which maybe, um, I want to say it's, something positive that has happened from, you know, because we were talking about the virtual learning. Um, I came across this other article where this woman, her children were on like the virtual learning class and her ex-boyfriend came to her house, but he didn't know that they were doing virtual learning. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a sad story because he ended up like beating her and killing her in front of the kids, but oh because the teacher realized it during the, the class during the Zoom class, she was able to call the cops and they were able to come. Oh wow! So, but she didn't make it. No, she didn't make it. I guess in the house because you know how we're saying like the parents that have to work. So in the house, it was her two kids and I believe another other two children that she was like you know helping take care of. Mm -hmm. And he showed up all because he was mad over a social media post. Oh my god! And he started beating her and I believe he stabbed her. But the only reason why he got caught and it was for sure that it was him was because the children were in, like, all the children were in the Zoom class. So all the teachers saw this. Oh everything gosh. was pretty much like they could hear it and everything. So, I mean, I guess I want to say that's something positive, maybe. I mean, it's not that positive because she died. Right. But well, at least they caught it. Yes. Yes. Because. Exactly mm -hmm. Had they been in school. Mm -hmm. Maybe they wouldn't have known. Maybe they wouldn't have caught it. Maybe right. I mean, they would have got away. Yes. You know, they yes. would have maybe thought it was somebody else. But yes. You know. So that is just all I wanted to say. Okay. Well, yes. Well, thanks for sharing because I did not see that, but I could definitely believe how they try yes. to um, deny the numbers mm -hmm. or make it seem like oh, it's not as bad as people are saying they are. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> but do you want to know what we're talking about today? Yes. Yeah, so uh, this particular episode, we are going to be talking about ICE. I don't know who everybody hearing about this, the missing children um, and the sexual assault and detention centers. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been, you know, widespread across social media and things like that, that Thousands and millions of kids are going missing, and no one knows where they are. 1,500 kids went missing, which is so funny because it's all over social media, but I couldn't really find articles about those, per se, 1,500 kids missing. I did find other articles um, regarding children Mm -hmm. that they can't keep track of because of what has been happening. Mm -hmm. So for those of you guys that don't know, these children don't necessarily come from Mexico. These children are coming from Guatemala, more of the southern countries, because their countries are literally always under war or under gang stuff, so they come seeking asylum to the U.S. Once they come seeking asylum, they are given a number. So they're taken right away in, and they're given a number. Because Trump canceled all this, there's not even a number record to attest that the kid was here mm-hmm. and a lot of them have been detained um we just seen in texas that the judge had passed a law the the same thing that all the kids should be free and they let them free but they were in a hotel room being held captive with no food right. being beaten so they were just moved from one location to another mm-hmm. these are kids that came here by themselves so their parents aren't here Right. And a lot of people say, well, how can they do that? A lot of these parents are in abusive relationships or these kids, uh, you know, you give your, you save what you can. It's extreme poverty. So you're going to save who you can. So that's why these kids end up here by themselves. And their parents don't hear from them. They have no way of tracking them. And right. now we have all these lost children we have children in cages. Let's start by that. Right. That some of their parents don't even know they're here. They're unaccounted for because of what Trump took back. Like he said that he was removing the asylum. So they're not even given a number anymore. Right. Because some of them were kind of given a number and being sent back. But there was a record like, yes, they tried doing this. So this is the last we saw them. Was it perfect? No. Was it still being done? Probably yes, but a lot less. And now we're here. Exactly. Um, I think the saddest part about this story is that they're separated from their moms. Their moms don't know where they are. Like, to lose your child, and they stand as young as eight months old, Mm -hmm. separated from their parents. Like, how can you do something like this? Like, the, the, the child is sick. First of all, a little kid looking for their mom, and they don't know where their mom is, and they're just somewhere stranded, helpless, probably not eating. Um, some are being, like, held in um, rough areas um, with no food, no water, things like that. And for this to be able to go on is insane at this point. Like, how can somebody do mm-hmm. this? Like, And the thing is that a lot of these kids are being taken into – Sex trafficking. Yes. Because they are unaccounted for. There are what you would call children that nobody's going to notice or that they're going to miss because mm-hmm. they're already coming from a very poor country with very low resources. So 
who's looking for them. And exactly. in the case that they were looking for them, there is no record. They, and they have no backup mm-hmm. to support them. Like, I think that's what they're banking on because mm-hmm. they know they can't get the proper help that they need mm-hmm. for to be found or to go looking for that person. They don't have the financial means to do anything about it. They can't go to the police about it because the police and things are in on it. The government yes. is in on it. So it's like they pretty much know that they have nowhere to turn mm-hmm. and that they, they're not going to get any help. Yes, and we've talked about it. We've made a couple posts, um, you know, in regards to saving our children because, yes, we are accounted for that there's children being sex trafficked in our own backyard, but these are also children. A child's a child. And even if you come seeking asylum, maybe this is in your country. Yes, maybe there should be other ways, but the, the U.S. technically took that way and just through them mm-hmm. and it's like you fend for yourself and i wouldn't say a lot of think about it they have just think about what they went through let's say they're eight years old think about yourself when you were eight years old mm-hmm. now if you come from guatemala guatemala is you've seen how big mexico is mm-hmm. and then i want to say there's like another country under that but mexico alone that you have to cross as an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine something like that. Like, so what have you seen? Mm-hmm. What has been done to you already? Exactly, yes. And there's a lot of racism in Mexico, especially when they know that you're not from there because also you have to, you're, you're going illegally into Mexico. So if you get caught, they send you all the way back. So let's say that you made it all the way to the top, to the border of the U.S. and Mexico. If you get caught by Mexico, they send you all the way back. So now you have to start that trip all over again. Mind you, what you have seen, what has been done to you. Some of them don't make it. That alone, just crossing those countries, not to come here and for them to tell you no, okay. But we all know that People here have these resources where they can make you disappear. Mm-hmm. Without a choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're saying, um, so I was reading an article, and it was saying that between April and June, they probably encounter like close to 4,000 unaccompanied minors between the ports of entry. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of kids to just go missing. Um, I think it said just out of those, just 162 were sent to federal shelters for immigration children. Um, but, the, I mean, it's so many outside of that. It's unaccounted for. Yes. You can't tell me where they are. And the thing is that I think um, some of them have gone missing from the shelves, from transportation. From the, yep. And that, that's the articles that I couldn't find. Mm-hmm. But let's be very well aware that. How do you lose... And the thing is that they don't just take one and put them in a van. They pack them in, like, big like trailer trucks. Yeah, like, yes. just pack Like, in pretty there. much how they will pack, like, the slaves in the boats. That's mm-hmm. how they pack these children. There's mm-hmm. no room for you to sit. They're on top of each other. So tell me, how do you lose a truck full of children? Mm-hmm. That's not humanly possible. It's not like you guys are taking these children. Like, it's not like one, it's not like your kid goes missing. Mm-hmm. Like, at the supermarket, you lose your kid. Right. No. They, the government pretty much 
kidnapped mm -hmm. all of these children. And because they're unaccounted for, nobody's mm -hmm. going to miss them. And who's actually... Right. Nobody has mm -hmm. the, any legal power to do mm -hmm. anything about it because they're coming from a country that is, you know, low in welfare. So it's like they don't mm -hmm. care. And this is what they prey on. This is what continues to happen until people actually do something about it or say something about it. Like, it's getting a little traction, but definitely not as much traction as it deserves, considering these are children as young as eight months old. Mm -hmm. So think about it. Like, it's usually, like, um, their sister, their sibling bringing them. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if you've seen a couple of pictures where they actually show them at, at the border, and it's, like, a little girl carrying a baby. Mm -hmm. And... I I was listening to this podcast a while back, and they were concentrating on Border Patrol. And this lady was saying how her husband has literally, like, of course he gets fired back because he's supporting trouble. His her husband was like, the biggest reason why I do this, you know, like, to help the kids. He's like, I found babies in their cover in their own shit, like that been there for days. So her, she like packs them like diapers and extra stuff and everything. And she's like, you want to know how many times my husband has come home and said that the kid didn't make it or that literally the other officers treat it like it's nothing. Like they just grab it like it's a rag doll and throw it in there. Mm -hmm. So you have these people that are not empathetic. And like we said, at the end of the day, it's a child. Right. Like it is a child, child. Mm -hmm. and then the thing is that it's a child. It goes missing, and let's be realistic: either they're dead mm -hmm. or they're in sex trafficking. So it is a domino effect because once this person gets older, mm -hmm. what do you think they're going to do? Right. And then you go and you have these comments like, "All what do you say that all Mexicans are rapists?" that they rob mm -hmm. yet the one and first of all the most the majority of the kids coming aren't from mexico but you took how many kids opportunity at a better life away yeah. mm -hmm. given what they had already encountered but you want to generalize that like where do you think that came from that starts all the way at the bottom mm -hmm. from the moment they're trying to cross so like we've talked about before, we had the whole episode about sex trafficking. Right. And the guy who came is like, that's all I've known. To me, that was normal. You're showing these kids that this is normal. This is normal, right? Because this is, at this point, as young as they are, mm -hmm. this is all that they're going to know. So this is all that they're going to be accustomed to. So it's a cycle mm -hmm. that will continue because most of them will go into um, sex trafficking because they yes. will be trafficked off. Yes. And... It's like, I've always said we live in such a first world country. Oh, yeah. And what do we do? How do we help them? Like, I have seen the videos of the kids, like, banging on the windows, like, asking for food, asking for help that they want. And, like, it broke my heart. It's so disturbing. And, like, it was just, like, there was people out there protesting, and I love it, yes, but, like, how, what is it doing for those children anyway? Because they're not going to release them. They're not going to let them go. And half of them probably have already been raped and molested, and mm -hmm. not just through the U.S. system, but look at how many countries they had to come through. So, right, to even try to get here, first mm -hmm. of all, yes. 
think about how many times they didn't have to do something for food mm-hmm. just to survive alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure that they like, oh, if you do this, we'll get this. Mm-hmm. So they would be coerced into doing things that they might unnecessarily be doing. Yes. Like, they're being abused. They don't know anything else at mm-hmm. this point. Um, there was this movie, um, I can't think of what it's called, but it's this girl, I want to say she's trying to cross the border right away from Salvador, and she's, like, in her teens, she ends up meeting this, she's from El Salvador, I want to say, and she ends up meeting this gambling in Guatemala, like, so what they do is, and this is literally how they cross, so they hop on the trains, they hop on the top of the train, on the trains or in the cart, mm-hmm. and the thing is that it's not just one person, it's all of them. So, it's like a love story, whatever. She ends up falling with the gambling or whatever. The point being is that she had to go through so much and, like, she almost got raped a couple times. She's seen how many people die. Mm-hmm. She was asked to do certain shit for her to be able to survive. And at this point, she's 14, 15. She's a little bit more reasonable where she can defend herself. Mm-hmm. She can kind of run and she can fight someone off. If you're eight months old, you can't fight off anything. Eh? You can't fight off anything at the age of two mm-hmm. or three or four for that matter. Like, and I was actually reading the other day how it, I was reading something about trauma. And it said that sometimes you mentally may not remember, like there's chunks of your childhood missing, but your body remembers the trauma. And that is why you react to certain things a certain way. Mm-hmm. So even if this child's eight months old, let's say, makes it to the U.S. and somebody adopts them, somebody takes them in, this child's going to forever remember this. Its body's going to remember this trauma. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me that they're going to be able to heal? First of all, healing mm-hmm. is a forever process. It is. And we've said everybody reacts to things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, like... But your body itself, like at a young age like that, it's not going to be the same. Even if you don't remember, there are things that damage that be that can be done mm-hmm. to the bodies and things like that. So it's not something that will you just forget about. Like you will need constant therapy, whether you can fully remember it or not. It's a traumatic experience, and that's. Um, I think we've read an article or something about that, how even though, like, you can't remember, different things mm-hmm. will display um, in your life. You might not necessarily know what it is, but it definitely mm-hmm. will affect you long term. I mean, crossing the border is traumatic enough. Mm-hmm. And I imagine as a child that you're not fully developed. And just the horrific things that you've probably seen. You've probably seen somebody literally get killed in front of you or possibly mm-hmm. raped right there mm-hmm. in front of you or tortured. Like, yes. that's something yes. that will be embedded in your brain. Like, I don't, I don't think something like that will ever go away, whether they might not fully remember it, but it probably might display, like, in nightmares mm-hmm. or things like that or PTSD. And it's not something that will just go away. And the main city that they cross by, which is Ciudad Juarez, it is, like, one of the worst cities. Like, I've been there, and you can't even breathe because there's literally 10 people already watching you. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, I was, like, with my mom and my grandpa, so I wasn't alone, but, like, I was eight, and I remember. 
Right. And so that goes to show, mm-hmm. yeah, that things like that, it's not something that you would just be erased from your memory. Like something traumatic didn't happen to you at that time, mm-hmm. but you still remember like the atmosphere of it. Yes. Like it's like a constant, like, you know, when they tell you that we need to talk how you feel, mm-hmm. it's that 24 7. Like, there is not one moment where you can't, like, breathe. Because even being in your hotel room, it's that, like, is somebody going to try to come in? Is, like, can I sleep? You know, what is going on? You hear them fighting. You hear, like, it is a constant we need to talk 24-7. And I was only eight years old, and I was with my mom and my grandpa. Like, I wasn't alone. I wasn't, like, you know, mm-hmm. I was with them. So, and I remember I remember that feeling of, like, just mm-hmm. I have to watch everything. Right. Being afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, you know, as a child, imagine that alone. Right. I couldn't even imagine something like that. And that actually kind of leads us into the women. And they're being assaulted in the which this is more in the camp centers and the ice detention centers so that's pretty much kind of like when they're here already and they're trying they're being deported they're about to be deported um i don't know if you've seen that trump said that pretty much the sexual assault of women in the ice detention center is not the u.s problem i did i did see that and there's actually a couple lawsuits uh, against the detention center, there's one in um, Pennsylvania that I read. So the woman actually ended up pregnant. Oh. She ended up, so it was, um, it was, um, they raped three women right before the deportation. So usually when you go into these cells, so let's say that they bring you in, right? Mm-hmm. It's a couple of days because sometimes your lawyer might come. So they don't literally put you in the cell and then you are gone that same day. Right. It's a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But the officers have that schedule. They know who's leaving. So it's like kind of like they'll give you like the three-day mercy type of thing to see if your lawyer's going to come, if he could. You have to go in front of a judge. You have to go in front of a judge and then you plead your case with the judge and either the judge lets you go or he sends you back. So, of course, the guards have. They know so typically enough, right before they were going to be deported, he raped three women, and they don't think who he is, but she ended up pregnant because of this. Now, technically, in the U.S., a guard can't have sex with an inmate. Right. That's illegal, and it's rape because an inmate has no say over themselves. Right. So it's rape. What they're trying to argue is that she wasn't under custody, like she wasn't under arrest. Yeah, so, that and yeah. that it was consensual sex. That mm-hmm. was not consensual sex, and technically she was still arrested. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I mean, technically, which she was, because if you're gonna tell me that she technically she wasn't arrested, then she should have been let go. Exactly. But the way they want to put it is that she committed committed a crime by being here illegally. So, which one is it? Mm-hmm. Because if she didn't, then she shouldn't have even been there in the first place, and she was raped. If she did commit a crime, again, she can't legally give consent either way you put it. Right. I think because that's what they were mm-hmm. trying to fight it on, mm-hmm. on, on it being consensual sex. Yes. And then she ended up pregnant by this person. Mm-hmm. So I I guess like they're still going back and forth, but I'm like, there is a child out of this. There's no way that you can't tell me 
that how is he going to deny? Oh, because he didn't deny the sex. He, I want to say that he ended up saying that he ended up pleading to sexual misconduct. <laughs> so to get a lesser sentence. Yes. So he didn't deny the, the sex. He just said that because of his position, he shouldn't have had sex with this person. But there we go again. Mm-hmm. Making it less than. Exactly. And the thing is that how many women, like, women, there's women on women on women. Who's they, yes, who's being assaulted. And mm-hmm. it was uh, one of the articles I was reading in regards to um, the detainees in the El Paso Detention Center. It's like that the um, the officers, they know, like, the blind spots and things like that. Where they yes, can, yes, yes, that's the other article. Yes, like, they, that they can get away with it and, and nothing pretty much happened at all. So it's just like they're doing it pretty much right up under your nose and mm-hmm. nothing is being done about it. Yes, they're doing it right there. They know the blind spot. Mm-hmm. And the thing that the actual president said um, that it's not the U.S.'s problem and then the center said it's we're not responsible for it. Mm-hmm. But then other articles say that they're like, we take sexual assault very seriously. Right, yeah. And we don't condemn it but technically, every action that you've taken, because not once have I heard, he was fired. He was found guilty. No. It was always, a woman was raped. Women are being raped. And it's now, one, like, first of all, you have these people in cages. Like, we don't even have dogs in cages in the U.S. Exactly. And then it's like, they're scared for their life at this point, even when they are reporting it, because they're pretty much threatening them. Like, when you go back home or whatever, I'm going to have you killed and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's like, on top of you sexually assaulted me now you're mm-hmm. threatening to even kill me if i go and report this so it's like not only okay i might get away but at the same time i get away and i say something you guys are gonna stick together and i'm just gonna be out here and y'all may possibly kill me because y'all have that power yes and it's like um let me see it said like in 2003 a law intended to protect against such abuses but it's nothing being done. Nobody is really standing by mm-hmm. it to say, like, hey, this we're going to start implementing. We're going to lay the law down and you're going to be um, going to jail or something like this. It's pretty much saying that, oh, well, it's consensual because that's what the, the route that they're trying mm-hmm. to go. Like, they're consenting adults. And they're in some cases, they're doing it thinking they're going to get a way out. Mm-hmm. And, not understand and that's not like a big trick. But yeah. even we've said that course sexual intercourse is still rape. It's still right. If you're coercing someone, if you are threatening mm-hmm. them, if you are saying, if you don't do this, I'm going to do this, that is rape. It is. And the thing is that it's not a great area, but it's like they're just passing the blame around. The U.S. says it's not my fault, it's the center's fault. The center says it's not my fault, it's the victim's fault because, of course, it's always the victim's fault. It's never anybody's fault. And then it's just like, well, they're privately owned, but they were with the state, and technically, like, so whose fault is it? Mm-hmm. No one. So they just keep passing mm-hmm. the buck, and nobody is being held accountable for what's happening. Mm-hmm. And these women are being raped, sent back to their country, mm-hmm. and it's like, again, women and children. Mm-hmm. And who do they blame? Well, she shouldn't have come here illegally. Uh-huh. The people, yes. And the thing is that, I don't know if you know this, um, there's a lot of pro bono lawyers when they're detained. And a lot of them are not even allowed to see them. 
like they have to jump through hoops because again it they try to make it such a great area mm-hmm. so they won't even be able to see a lawyer they're Every right that you have in the U.S., even though they're in U.S. soil, they have, they're stripped it's of pretty, it. Right, it's pretty much revoked at that point. Mm-hmm. And the conditions that these women are in, that these children are in, the condi- there, there was, I was reading another article how, I want to say there's a facility in Houston, Texas. They're like, you literally just kind of walk past it and the cinch of the odor, like, hits you. Because of the conditions that they're in. Like, you're not even giving these people human decency of, like, like people in jail get treated better than that. Mm-hmm. It's disturbing. Mm-hmm. It is. Just utter- I, and I actually do feel that jails have more of a system. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you, just- and you would think because this is federal at this point, there'd be a system, there'd be an intake, there'd be, like, rules and laws and regulations because this is federal yeah i mean i'm not saying that jail is the best place to go to and be in because it's also very corrupt Mm -hmm. but at least there's some kind of uniform where like we could look back and be like oh well it was definitely this person's fault Mm -hmm. it was this and this happened you know there's some type of paperwork but because there is no paperwork Mm -hmm. um in these detention centers Mm -hmm. um the cameras they have cameras but the the officers know where the cameras are so it's just like that defeats the whole purpose Mm -hmm. because now i'm going to the blind spots to do whatever i want to do to somebody and then um you know how legally technically you get stopped it's a woman officer that has to search you and it's a male officer in there anything goes yes so they're watching you change, they're touching you, they're um, feeling on you, the males. And then they handcuff you, they do all this, and then they literally like sit there and tell you, like, if you do this, I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, gosh. It said, like, over... Close to 15,000 complaints came from mm-hmm. um, the ICE of women being sexually abused. Mm-hmm. And out of that... <laughs> I mean, and we don't even see justice here no, in our so, own, you know, vicinity in or cases that probably... Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say that they're more... You're able to prove them better because at this point, everybody proves whatever they want to prove. It's always on the victim to prove their side of the story. You know, the victim never gets the innocent into proven guilty thing. No. But now imagine these women and children with less than that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure they're not doing rape kids. I'm pretty sure that they're not taking the allegations. I'm not, they're not doing no. reports. They're not doing any No, because they're sticking together because they're pretty much all in on it. So nobody is saying, oh yeah, this person did do this. They're just mm-hmm. kind of sweeping it under the rug and nobody is paying for their actions at all. Yes, and this is like another big issue that we've, you know, we try to touch on things that we say, you know, sexual assault in our communities and these are like minorities, these are our communities. I mean, I personally take it very personal because, you know, I'm Mexican, so just seeing this and knowing how it goes and everything just hearing stories even mm-hmm. it's just like 
who do we blame and where do we start? Like, that's a big question that sometimes I'm like, where do we start? Yeah, exactly. Like, where do we start to try to help? Because there's so much corruption, like, Mm -hmm. where it's like, I wish, like, you could just, like, erase it all and then just start Start over. Start over with a clean slate, Mm -hmm. like, get everybody out Mm -hmm. and just start completely over. But then it's just like, you got to get your bad bunch because even if you Mm -hmm. did that, it's just like, it's always going to be, um the corrupt people mm-hmm. out here who thinks that it's okay to yeah. do this like feel like they're above them or better than them mm-hmm. that they can just pretty much have control over what they want to do the entitlement mm-hmm. which is insane and mm-hmm. this is something that I like I wanted to bring light on because this is something I would believe that not a lot of people speak on not a lot of people even will say anything one because they're scared they've mm-hmm. been threatened and the women that have come forward are being scrutinized so bad right and then if you do have family here they're not only threatening you but they might mm-hmm. threaten your family members here or saying that they might kill them or go after them or whatever the case may be so it definitely leaves you in a compromising situation and you know one of the biggest things with this i also want to say that the next time you want to judge someone or say something about someone or be like why are you this way? Which I'm not excusing bad behavior. Just simply, you know, a lot of women have been through a lot of stuff and are very, I don't want to say cold, they're very, their demeanor is very like unapproachable and they're always like, why are you such a bitch? Why are you this? Why are you mm-hmm. that? That's what I'm meaning more towards. You don't ever know what this person has gone through, has seen, has had experience. Even aside from if they have been sexually assaulted because i believe every woman has had some type of sexual abuse whether it was very lightly or whether it was you know everybody's different yes but this is why women carry themselves a certain way because you don't know the trauma that they've gone through you don't know what they've seen what they've had to encounter what they've had to heal from Mm-hmm. And then aside from the act, the scrutiny of not being believed, not being heard, being threatened, mm-hmm. saying nobody's going to believe you. And then sometimes the, even the judge and the lawyer are like, it was your fault. Yep. They'll blame you for it. Mm-hmm. They'll hold you accountable for something that you had no control over. Yes. But if you want to let them know to find them... I gotta change my lines. I'm gonna Google lines. It's <laughs> <laughs> I go play with you. So, um, yes, guys, don't uh, forget to rate us on iTunes and check us out on iTunes. Um, share us, subscribe us. We're are available. I can't even talk right now. <laughs> um, wherever you listen to your podcast, they're available. So yes, on your um your iTunes, your Spotify, your Stitcher, your iHeartRadio, like please, yes, don't forget to rate us, follow us, share us, like us, and um check us out on IG underscore girls dot like dot us. You can go ahead and email us so we can get that fabulous sticker and magnet out to you at girlslikeus619 at gmail.com um, you can also check us out on Facebook at girlslikeus619 follow, like, share and of course 
if you want to talk or hear our voice. <laughs> Again. Again, exactly. Um, you can also call us at 312-480-4101. And the sexual assault hotline is 800-656-HOPE. That number is 800-656-4673. Thanks for listening to Girls Like Us.